0: and welcome to this episode of ag state of mind podcast a member of the global ag network i'm your host jason meadows and today on the show we're actually going to go solo it's just me sorry guys you're stuck with just me today so trying to do something a little different every once in a while mix it up a little bit and I I had this thought, and I think this kind of came from. Well, it's come from a lot of places, and it's come from this notion of self care and what self care looks like, and why self care is important. And I think a, a lot of people have this perception that self care is is selfish in a way. And guys, it's I, I I'm I'm here to tell you that for a lot of years, a lot of mistakes along the way I've come to find out that you cannot pour from an empty cup you have to take care of yourself first before you can tell, take care of others and so I, I think we have to kind of get down to what self-care really means and self-care for me is is making sure that I get enough exercise making sure that I spend enough time with my family making sure I spend enough time doing the things that I that are important to me. So let's go back and let's look at what the definition of self-care is. And self-care is just making sure your needs are taken care of before other people's are. And I think it goes back, I think when when someone explained it to me this way, it really helped me kind of see what that really meant. And it says, it kind of used the example of when someone is Giving the pre-flight instructions, say you're on a flight and what do they always tell you? They, they are talking about when the oxygen masks drop, when the cabin pressure drops. And what do they always tell you? They tell you, make sure you put your own mask on first before you try to help anybody else. Because if you are not taking care of yourself, if you're not making sure you get the adequate amount of oxygen, then you're not able to take care of those around you. So first take care of yourself and first take care of your needs. And my conversation a couple of weeks ago with Beth Killo, we talked about, is self-care natural? And we talked about, in, in her case, we talked about horses and horses always making sure they're taken care of. And we, how we can learn a lot from, from natural animals that, you know, they're always making sure that their needs are met before they do anything else. Because that's what's natural of us. And I think we've been fed a lot of... Things that, you know, we wear it as a badge of honor to be wore out all the time and not take enough time for ourselves and to wear that as, you know, like I said, a badge of honor. And it is great to be selfless. It is great to help other people, but not at the expense of your own health. If you, if you think about it, if we're going back, we'll talk about my conversation with Beth and With horses, the self-care of horses is always natural. When they're tired, they lay down. When they are hungry, they eat. When they're thirsty, they drink. When they want to get some energy out, they buck around the field. I mean, it's we can learn so much from just going back to kind of our primitive nature and understanding that self-care is something that we have to prioritize in our life if we're going to be the best for those around us. So... I talked a little bit about what self-care meant to me, and this may seem a little bit backwards to some people, and it did to me at first too, but I think whenever I got myself on a semi-rigid schedule is when I began finding out how, how I can actually schedule time to do the things that are important to me. And I think that's the only way when someone is busy that they can really engage in self-care. So what I'll I'll do right now, I'm going to give you just a little bit of an insight into my daily schedule. So this is during the week, five days a week. I I wake up at 4.30 a.m. and um, I read scriptures. I read some out of my personal development book and try to take time to just be still, relax, say some prayers, do some gratitude, those kind of things, those kind of things that get my day started in in the right way. And then at five o'clock, I drive actually usually to either to the gym or to the park to run. I used to run at home. I like running at home a lot, but I found out that it was much easier for me to get up and drive and go somewhere to work out. And it it was much easier to hold myself accountable that way, rather than just say, just lay in bed. And it just... It just worked out better for me. So uh, around five thirty, I get to wherever I'm going, whether it be the gym or the or the park, and I, I run or I exercise from about five thirty to roughly six forty, and then six forty, I shower and head over to work, and then from seven to three to thirty, I work a full day at the hospital, and three thirty to four is you know I have like I mentioned I have a thirty minute drive to and from work, and so drive on my drive home. That's a really part of my schedule I don't think I was utilizing for so long. My 3.30 to 4 drive home is is when I take time for phone calls. I've met with many of people who have been guests of this podcast or connected in some way through the podcast just on my 3.30 to 4 drive drive home from work. And I, I found that's been a really useful tool for me getting a lot of work done without having to sacrifice any time with my family or time to the farm or time to take, to do some actual real sit down work like I'm doing recording this podcast. Um, It was just, it was kind of a dead time and it it was, it's really nice to have been able to schedule out a lot of calls in that time and not just, and and when it's not phone calls, it's reading audio books or it's listening to podcasts. It's doing things that are really good for me and good for my, my mental health, making sure that. My needs are taken care of. So I encourage everyone to find that kind of dead time that that may be unutilized in your life, that you can kind of use for that, maybe double up, like I say, driving, uh, sitting in a tractor cab, maybe a lunch hour where you can do these kind of things to make sure that the things that you don't think you have time for that you can actually squeeze them in. So, And then, so uh, this kind of transitions into a time, and that's from 4 to 4.30 p.m. And what I used to do is I used to get directly out of my car or my truck and get to work on the farm. Um, Gosh, everything has to, can't wait for me. uh, There's no time for me to sit and wind down or transition or anything like that. I got to go, go, go. And, you know, there are times where that happens, especially when we're putting up hay or when we're feeding cows in the winter time or something like that. You know, there, there are times where I do have to, you know, get right after it as soon as I get home from work. But lately, what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to sit down and kind of unwind a little bit. sometimes that means, laying down on my bed at home and relaxing for just 15 minutes. Sometimes it's sitting down at our kitchen bar and talking to Carrie and the kids just for a few minutes before I go start whatever I whatever I have to do. And I found out that it's made me such a better person, such a better father, such a better husband, just such a better man to be able to just take that Just a little bit. And and sometimes it's not always 30 minutes. Sometimes it's just 15 minutes. And that's just really, I felt, made me be a better person. And um, I'm going to continue to do that as much as possible and try to make sure that I leave enough time to transition my day. So then from 4.30 to 8.30, I do whatever needs to be done, whether it be farm work, whether it be yard work, cutting the grass, weed eating. From my social media, you guys know that uh, this past week or a couple weeks ago, this past week as I'm recording this, but as I release it's going to be a couple of weeks ago that Levi broke his leg and that's left a lot of extra work for me to do around the house because I don't know how much I really appreciated how much Levi did until I didn't have it anymore. But it's good because I think this little bit of time where he's going to be off his feet is going to be good for me and realize how much he does for me. And I think it's going to be a good time for me to kind of introduce some of the tasks that Levi's doing to to the other boys that we can all kind of maybe share the work. And then whenever he is better, he may not feel so much of a load too and maybe he has time to do more things that he wants to do. I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a good time. Just this last couple of days since Levi's been Levi usually we're doing a kind of a strip grazing experiment here behind the house with our cattle and you Levi usually helps me by either driving the gator or moving the fence or you know, we work together, but it's been a good opportunity for the other boys to come with me and and kind of show them along what we're doing and why we're doing it and kind of make the observations that we're making along the way so you know there's good and obviously this bad situation that came with Levi's broken leg I think there's going to be some good things that come out of it anyway that was kind of a tangent there so I apologize for that but I it, I think I thought it was really important to kind of show you all the things that kind of go along on over here at the house at the farm um, and then so 8 30 I usually wrap up about anything I'm trying to do well 8:30 is summertime it usually this kind of moves up if the 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 earlier it gets dark this four thirty to eight thirty comes four thirty to eight or four thirty to seven thirty you know as the as as the days get shorter so and then from eight thirty to nine or those last kind of thirty minutes of the day Carrie and I take time to get the kids ready for bed get a family scripture time we sit down and we read um, we do a we do a gospel lesson we make sure to make that a priority to our kids so that they always know that we have a sense of faith in our house and that we have that, that our, our faith, our emphasis on, on the gospel, on Jesus Christ are, are very important to us. And we want to instill that. And right now it kind of sometimes feels more like a habit, but that in, although that, that, habit is we don't want it to be we just do the things where we're going through the motion but we're still instilling this schedule this this is what we do and um, one day I hope that they just continue that tradition on with their family and it becomes meaningful for them and their family so that's I think one of the more important things of why we do that every night and then from nine o'clock to ten o'clock Carrie and I we turn it all off. We make sure we have at least 45 minutes to an hour where we sit down and we don't have any responsibilities for just that little time. And sometimes we watch TV. Sometimes we read a book. Sometimes we just sit and talk. And it's honestly the most valuable part of my day is to be able to sit down with Carrie and kind of relive the day find out what, what what went right what went wrong and you know just kind of be a couple for the last little bit of the day and you know i found that that's really important to our marriage to make sure that we spend that little bit of time together at the end of end of every day. And sometimes we don't even say anything. Sometimes we just kind of just chill out and sit there in silence and, you know, we feel good when we go to bed and that's, that's important too. I mean, it's, it's not always a lot of talking. It's just being there and being together is what's important to us. So that's kind of what our weekday, our weekday schedule looks like Then I, I go to go to bed at ten, wake up at four thirty, and do it all over again. I know Susan Harris, you're probably listening. If you're listening to this, I apologize for not getting that total seven hours yet that we talked about several episodes ago. But uh, I, I, I'm. Trying to tweak my schedule to I can get that extra half hour of sleep, but it's not, um, I'm not sure how I can do that yet. So, <laughs> my apologies. So, and then I'll lead into this. There are certain things that happen on certain days in my schedule. Uh, Wednesdays at night, I record for podcast recordings. Um, Saturday mornings, Carrie and I, we wake up. At we wake, we sleep in a little bit, but we wake up about five thirty or six and go for a long run. Long run being six to anywhere from six to thirteen miles, um, just depending on what where we are in our trainings. And then Friday nights we make a priority to have a date night, where either well, I'm not sure how that's going to work now with Levi being kind of laid up because he usually hangs out with the boys for an hour or two while Carrie and I just run into town to a restaurant and have dinner. Um, So we're going to have to get a little creative with that, but that's okay because I think... I think that's good to kind of keep it keep it lively to make sure we can get those date nights and make sure they're not always the same thing over and over again. But just having a date night is, is super important to us. And then Sundays are obviously when we get back to going to church, that's what they're for. And then also that's when I take time to podcast publishing uh, through the week. And so I just, I kind of, wanted to give you all an idea of what my schedule is like and you know used to I thought living on a schedule was so restrictive and something that would take away so much from me but I found out when I prioritized my time and I found out the things that were really important to me and make sure they're taken care of and then plug them into a schedule then it doesn't leave time for any of the excess any of the things that don't belong in my schedule and that's really to me the only way you can really cut that fat is to make sure you get yourself on a rigid schedule and you know i mean there there you do have to be flexible sometimes obviously i mean Kids do break legs. Uh, like the year, before Boone broke his arm. So I mean, there are some glitches in this from time to time, and you do have to be flexible. But making sure you're on a schedule is, honestly, I think one of the best ways you can make sure that you have your you put your self care at at the forefront, and put yourself at the forefront. And that's that's really really been key for me and really been great for my, again, for my mental health and my well-being is, is making sure that all that is important to me is is fit into my schedule. Well, I really appreciate you guys hanging out here with me today. Um, I know I don't do this very often. I don't do these solo episodes very often. In fact, I just think this is my third one. So it's it, it, it's something that's different for me. It's something that I'm trying out. I would like to do it more often. That way, I can kind of get my thoughts out more uh, in a different in a different way. And and because I think one of the things that I'm trying to get across, and one of the things I'm trying to do in the next oh six months to a year or so, is get out and speak in front of audiences more and become a more more intentional public speaker. And I think doing these solo episodes like that is going to be the key to getting good practice and getting good feedback on what I'm doing and what I need to work on. And, I hope that you all enjoy this because I think it's good for me and I think it's good for our mission here at Ag State of Mind to help me grow as as an individual and grow as a podcaster to be able to do these solo episodes. So I appreciate you hanging out with me here tonight. So next week, I am super excited for our guest. It's going to be someone who I have looked up to for quite some time now and someone who has meant a lot to me. It's Jared McDaniel. Jared is, he has the Ag Uncensored podcast, and I've taken so much away from his podcast and how to have a conversation with someone about agriculture and how to make it real and how to have it in a conversational tone. So, I'm really, really excited for for this opportunity that I have to speak to someone who I've seen as a mentor through through this whole journey of mine. So be sure to tune in next week. We'll have Jared McDaniel. Um, In the meantime, everyone... Do your best to take care of yourself. Do your best to make self-care a priority because it isn't selfish. And self-care doesn't always look, I think when we think of self-care, a lot of people think of the lady sitting in the bathtub with cucumbers on her eyes. And that's not what it is. I mean, it could be that for you, but self-care is individualized. It's it's whatever it looks like to you. And you just need to figure that out and make sure you take care of yourself. So, all right, guys, thanks for t- joining in this week. Um, until next time, this is Jason Meadows and the Ag State of Mind podcast. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.